I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Fantasy Football Noise, the weekly podcast that revels in the delights and frustrations of the virtual game, but proves beyond doubt that there is definitely no such thing as a crystal ball. <laughs> as usual, I'm joined by Steve. Hello, mate. And Mitch. Hello, hi. This week, among other things, we'll be discussing the newly changed striker situation, which fullbacks we've got our eyes on, whether the time has come to drop Delhi Alley, and of course, we'll be joined by another very special guest. Let's get started, shall we? How are you, chaps? Not bad. I'm really excellent, thanks, Jay. Why, Mitch? You had another shocking game week. I'm not excellent at all. That's an absolute out-and-out <laughs> lie. I got this week, if you care, 32 points. Oh. Ooh. Mm, ooh, indeed. Interestingly, that's exactly half of my score. Wonderful. How reassuring. So, <laughs> Sorry to... Let's just get the game week winner out of the way. I got 57, so that means you are victorious again, Jay. Yeah, thanks. So what does that make it? What does that bring our tally to after seven weeks? Mm, head to head? I think it might be... Four two one. Four two one. Okay, nice. I'll take that. Very pleased. I worked out the other day that sixty because you mentioned last week that John was sort of around the sixty point mark each week. Since since mm. my wild card, let's have a look. I've gone fifty seven, sixty, sixty four. And I sort of thought, well, if you take sixty as the middle point there, what would that give you if you got that every week? And I think it's like two thousand two hundred and something points, and that would be enough to. Certainly to win our mini league most years that we've been doing it, I think. So 60 points as a benchmark. Very good. Is a nice tally. Mm, I've broken so 60 happy. points once. You did or you haven't? I did. That's it. Once. Okay. 61 points, game week five. That's when you beat me by a point. I remember right. that. It's very, very fortuitous stroke of luck on your part. <laughs> Whereas yours had nothing to do with any form of luck. No. <laughs> no. We worked hard for every each and every point. Uh, shall we get straight to it? Because I am angry with that there was a taxi incident in Amsterdam. Oh. I tell you my, my sob story related to it, and there go must on. be two million. Mm. So I didn't go Lukaku, I went Maratha. Mm. I know. And do you know why I did that? Because go I didn't on. have enough money. He was one. <laughs> £100,000 more than I had. Because his value, his value, uh, I think either Lukaku's value had gone up by 0.1 or Aguero's yeah. had gone down. Aguero's went mm. down. And I was too, too late. late on, too on. So I had to go Maratha. 
How did you deal with the Aguero situation, Jonathan? I went, I'm afraid I went for the straight swap for Lukaku and I captained him. Lukaku? Yeah, which obviously, oh. you know, Kane would have been better. But uh, still, we can't complain. I was just glad I heard the news and was able to take sufficient action. Mitch, how did you deal with the Aguero situation? I didn't deal with the Aguero situation because I didn't have him in the first place. Oh. So I think if you recall from the week before, I uh, I didn't have enough money to bring Aguero in, which I intended to do, and I brought in Jesus. Jesus then didn't play and scored me nothing. I then brought Morata back in. So my front line was Lukaku, captain, 12 points. Firmino, end of the road, Roberto, I'm afraid, one point. <laughs> Morata. Patience exhausted. Yeah. Patience is exhausted. I've already made my transfer, which I, I can elaborate on if you wish. Before the international um, break. Fortnight early. Yeah. Carry on. Yeah. Because of the degree of my annoyance. Do you want me to tell you about it? Yes. I love that should be a new chapter of the show every week. Mitch's degree of annoyance. Yes. Yeah. Well, I've got thirty two <laughs> points and I'm now I'm now I, I looked at uh the only person below me in our little personal league. And that individual mm. I I have reason to suspect from the team that they've picked that they just did one of those random selections at the beginning of the season and then have done nothing with it since. No, well, it's, it's actually slightly, well, you decide. I think it's slightly worse than an auto-pick. I think an auto-pick would have would have served him better. What he has done, what he did, if you look closely. In fact, should we all look at it, Steve? This is a bit of a quiz for you. Mm. If you can, see if you can work out at a glance what his strategy was when he picked his side. Michael Grubb, Gravy Train, reunited his side oh, I, I certainly didn't spot it when I looked at his side earlier. And I looked in... That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> He's picked former Southampton players only. Correct. Entire squad is made up of either current or former Saints players. Oh, my God. So he's just taking the piss. <laughs> Many of whom are out for the whole season. Yeah, completely taking the piss. Chambers, Wanyama, so Klein. You are only ahead of people who've got, you know, broken limbs, uh, point, pulled muscle. <laughs> Christ. Right, anyway, I'll tell and you what I've done. Yeah. I'll tell you what I've done. Okay. I didn't do what you advised me not to and spend 36 points. I didn't do that. Okay, good. But I did spend some points. Right. So I've made some changes at the back. <laughs> I've dropped Alonso because he was an expensive defender. Mm-hmm. And I also dropped Baines because he's just disappointed me throughout this season so far. He's added nothing for me. I think that's a fair choice. If he can't do it against Burnley... Yeah, correct. Probably time to go, yeah. So what I have done, it I've brought in Ward Ooh, from Burnley. From Burnley. Yeah, good lad. Yeah. That's a great choice. He's got a star next to him, so that sounds like that's a good thing. <laughs> that's, that's probably good. Does that mean he's team of the week or team of the season or neither? Week. Team of the week, right. So I've brought in Ward, and then I've also brought in Lascelles from Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Very good. So my back line is now Ward, Higazi, Lascelles. Maybe a silent S, La Salle. Just to correct you there, Dave. On, on the team pick page, the star means team of the season. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, many many apologies. I thought that was dream team of the week. There you go. No, so if, if, you, if you get in the dream team of the week and you look at your latest points for the week, that indicates team of the week. But then if you look at your side after the weekend's closed, the star means team of the season. Oh, excellent. Many thanks. There we go. Through my midfield, no changes. Xhaka, Mkhitaryan, Chupamoting, and Ali. Although Ali's in my sights, we'll talk about that later. And then up front, 
I've got Lukaku. Crosshairs hovering over his forehead. Yeah. I've got Lukaku mm. up front, Morata, and then I've brought in a replacement for Firmino. Who do you think I've brought in? Oh, I think you've probably gone. I don't think you've got enough for Kane. Well, he, he might have. He's got some Alonso money. Has he? Is it Kane? It's Kane. Yeah, well done. Nice. Lukaku, Kane, Morata up front. That's tasty, isn't it? It's tasty. tasty. I did yeah. have to spend eight points, but I think okay. it's worth it. Given you just that... got to pray now that all of your players come through the international break unscathed. 180 minutes unscathed. That'd be fine. That'd be fine. And you've also got to pray the fact that you've given everyone a 175-point handicap head start won't hinder you for the rest of the season. But apart from that, you've done brilliant, mate. <laughs> 175 points. <laughs> Very game of you. You might think that there's dead air at this point in time, but it's not. I can hear you perfectly. I'm just choosing not to respond to your barracking. <laughs> Mate. You pair of clowns. Oh, we're the clowns. <laughs> what, you just spent another eight points at the start of an international... Did you did you do it? They'll be fine. They'll be fine. Listen, the last time that we had an international break, we did a, we did a slot on our show about the international break and who was injured. And we talked about everyone who was injured, and not a single bloody one of them was injured. And they scored. Chew promoting, scored. Are you? Scored. So I couldn't give a toss about the international break, to be honest. <laughs> okay, good. Therefore, all your players are now exempt from injury. Correct. And being rested the first game back. <laughs> so hold on, is it 170, 279 points I'm on? Rest assured, you haven't got a 175-point deficit from me and Steve, so don't worry too much. No. The bloke that's got 500 points is not in our sights either, really. <laughs> is that what the top score is now? 500 Some, points? I don't know. Something like that. Yeah, I haven't looked at it for a while, but it's... Hell's tea. Yes, it's hmm. it's quite alarming. Mitch, actually, you touched on something I wanted to, to, to mention this week. So you've picked Ward from Burnley, and this was our section about fullbacks. So the last couple of weeks I've been unable to act, but watching fullback quality... And this week, if you look at the team of the week, you've got both the Arsenal and the Spurs fullbacks in the team of the week. So you've got Davis and Trippier, and you've got Monreal and Bellerin, and you've also got Ward. Mm. So it does seem that fullbacks, if you look back through the previous game weeks, are profitable as well. Definitely. And I'm, I'm, I haven't looked, but I'm sure Davis is now the most popular transferred in player of the week. Maybe Johnny can second. Let me know. Second most. Second, yeah. yeah. Obviously that's only, that's this week so far. Uh-huh. But Monreal um, continues to to impress from a fantasy perspective. Oh, he also I thought he, he, looked, he looked, no, I thought he looked good. Did you not think he looked good? I thought yeah. he looked good the previous game too. I remember being impressed with him. Yeah. I think that's that's maybe the way forward. Whereas in previous seasons we would have gone for the Baines or or people like that, I think we've got to look top top four full backs now. But what about what about Ward? But who would you go? Oh, he looks yeah, really well Ward's your Did you see sorry, Ward's did you see the pass from Brady over to him on the left wing? It was lovely, wasn't it? Seventy seven yard crossfield pass. Really? Yep. They they had they showed it on match of the day too. Seventy seven it was crazy. And he literally had all the time in the world to collect it. It, just, it couldn't have been better. And that was that led to the goal. And how about Trippier? Trippier's on fire yeah. this season. Yeah, doing well again. Will they do it when they're back at Wembley? Ask me who the next two fixtures are, Wayne. 
for Spurs. Who are the next two fixtures for Spurs, John? It's AFC Bournemouth and Liverpool FC. Wow, you're two sides. Both, both at Wembley. Yeah. You'll be presumably you'll be uh, clamouring to get some tickets for that, won't you, John? <laughs> I saw Bournemouth at the weekend. Went to the Bournemouth Leicester game, and uh, pick of the ties, eh? Well, yeah, it was, it, it was nil-nil, <laughs> as you know, but it it was all right. Bournemouth made a lot of chances. It just Jermaine Defoe did not look sharp. Uh, they need need a better striker. Tuck away the chances. I tell you who did look good for Bournemouth, Lewis Cook. Yeah, he had a stormer apparently. He looked very handy indeed. Reminded me of a Wilshire. Constantly injured and underperforming. <laughs> That's the one. Um, chaps, shall we get uh, this week's guest on? I'm so excited. Yes. It time? really depends who it is, John. It's my pesky, precocious younger brother. Young Roz. Young Ross Nichols. Young Roz. Tiresome. <laughs> and to make it even worse, he's near the top of the league, isn't he? Yeah. Very unusual. Doing well. Very unusual. He's a cocky man at the best of times, but this will only serve to make him cockier. I think he's going to be... Well, we'll see. F- fantasy football is not something he's cocky about because he's a dreadful, dreadful track record. Oh, OK. So let's see if he's there for us. Let's hear what he's got to say. Let's see it. Good evening, Ross. Good evening, gentlemen. How are we all? Really good. All the better for speaking to you. It's been too many years. Splendid, thanks. Welcome. Many thanks. It's uh, it's a real, real pleasure to be on. And what's a week to be on? Oh, mate. Well, you've had a you've had a stormer. I could have done with it being a different week, but yeah, you <laughs> you've done very, very well. <laughs> it pains really... me to say it, Ross, but you've done quite well. Yeah, you I are bet. doing fairly well. You are one hundred and sixty nine thousandth in the world. Mm. Four hundred and twenty points. Tidy. I will take that. Of all the possible weeks that come on your show, this this was the week. I mean, I got so lucky, so I'm delighted to <laughs> delighted to be on. Talk us through your 88 points, mate. Well, I played the wild card this week or last week, I should say, which mm. was a, a bit of a gamble. Uh, didn't really want to be playing it that early ahead of the the, the, the international break coming up. Um, but it was actually off the back of uh, some recommendation, which kind of came from Mitch in, in the previous in the previous week. Wow. <laughs> yeah, wow. I know. I can hear it all now. You followed Mitch I know, advice on transfers. You, if you want to transfer some of those points across to me as a gesture, they would be accepted. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> well not, 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 not entirely taking his advice, but he was talking about uh, wasting lots of points to bring in some big hitters. I think he was talking Sounds about, about right. doing, it, doing it in midfield. And I thought, actually, I wonder if there's the potential for me to do this up front. So I, I played the wild card, brought in Kane, Lukaku and Aguero up front. So I, I actually made those changes on the, I think it was on the Thursday evening. <laughs> and then about, Sorry, is this, is this ahead of the weekend just gone? Yes, ahead of the weekend okay. just gone. Right. Uh, and then I, I actually made my changes on the Thursday evening. And then about an hour later, I got a, a BBC notification <laughs> informing that Aguero had been involved in a fucking car crash. <laughs> Which I just, yeah, is un, unreal. So I had to swap him out uh, for Lacazette, uh, who, who brought me home absolutely no points whatsoever. Um, but apart from that, I think he's it, worked out pretty well, yeah, um, especially at the back. I mean, I brought in Stephen Ward and uh, Monreal, and, and they brought in I think, 20, 25, maybe 20, 27 points between 20, 27 them, points between them mm. um, which was quite a result. And, and also mm. Monreal. Uh, I fancied him against Brighton. I think he was only selected by about 5% of teams ahead of that game week, uh, which seemed like great value. And, and mm. yeah, he's, he's repaid it in, in spades. 
Uh, in, we were just saying he's been looking good. Yeah, looking really good. And and uh, in midfield, obviously Decore, who's been I think he's been in my team since week two. I think um, on my bench. He's been <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of bench agony for me there. Oh, so much bench agony. Yeah. And yeah, he's been, he's ten points for the week. So my only real disappointments were in uh, we're in midfield with with Silver and Mkhitaryan. He brought in three points. Talk us, talk us through your bench, mate. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so... Who are these? This, my, my, my bench is a little weak. <laughs> I don't know anything about football, but I'm looking at that bench and I have never heard of a single one of them. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Uh, the boy Tuan, Tuan ZB, I'd, I'd never <laughs> heard of that name before. <laughs> How much was he? He was 3.9 million. He's selected by 1.6% of the, of the league. For exactly the same reason. Hey, mate, your uh, your form hasn't been this good over the years, though, is it? Because I've ever, always, ever, 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 I've always considered you in the really shit category of fantasy football. Oh, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. My 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 form historically has been has been appalling. I'm usually in the bottom three after about game week five, lose all interest, <laughs> and then <laughs> then stop playing. <laughs> to be fair, Ross, I did say to the guys we should get Ross on before he makes his annual migration to the southern tip of the table. Exactly, <laughs> it, it, it will never last. This I, game I, on is still interested. Exactly, it will never last. But it seems that you need to credit fantasy football noise and bizarrely Mitch for some of some of your inspiration this season. Yeah, abs- abs- I do. Uh, honestly, the, the podcast has been so deeply enjoyable <laughs> since it since it. Uh, oh, thanks, mate. Since it came into since it came into all of our lives, I believe. Um, have yeah, you been spreading the word? I really have. Yeah, uh, we've got a few, quite a few new London listeners. My even my, my girlfriend's housemate. She's a, a massive Spurs fan. Uh, she tuned into last week. Her boyfriend's now listening to it, and now his office is listening to it. So it's uh, it's certainly spreading. And then nice. All, Keep it going. All now call you Roz. Guess, exactly. <laughs> guess what's in guess what's in my hand, Ross? Oh, don't the first Dan, it's not that, is it, John? No, it's it's safe for broadcasting. Our first ever piece of merch. No, really. I have a fantasy football noise logo mug, which was a gift from Wayne Mitchell to myself and Steve Baker. Arrived in the post today, isn't that nice? <laughs> so exciting. That's oh, a lovely touch. And they will be available from uh what, end of this week, Mitch? Ten pound plus P and P didn't we? Mm. Where... Knock them out. What, what would you, Ross? What would you pay for a mug? Start shifting them out. What, what would I pay for a mug? What would you pay for a fantasy noise mug? Uh, I would pay. <laughs> Definitely not twenty five. <laughs> Two hundred quid. I, would... I, I was, I was going to say audible stage whisper. I was, <laughs> was going to say ten pounds. You can't see it, but I was speaking with the back of my hand against my mouth. <laughs> ten pounds plus plus P and P. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Fine. That's fair. That sounds all right. Very reasonable. If anyone wants a fantasy noise mug, then just drop an email to that address, whatever it is, John. Tell everyone what it is, and then... Fantasyfootballnoise at gmail.com. There we go. Or, or at Twitter. At fantasy underscore noise. I might even post a picture of one. Uh, Perfect. You know, start drumming up some whip up a frenzy of demand. <laughs> Hey Ross, uh, with with our guests coming on, we normally ask them who mm. they support. So talk us through your story, who you support, and why. Uh, so unfortunately, I've got a similar background to my brother, uh, and obviously you can blame him entirely being that much older than I am. So I that I also much have older. much much older, many <laughs> years older, well into his forties. I yeah, I also support Liverpool, <laughs> Liverpool and Bournemouth. 
so I was was given Liverpool by by my brother uh, from a, a fairly You're welcome fairly young age and uh, yes yeah, so, and obviously Bournemouth we've always followed in the background as as he pointed out early on in uh, in the series Bournemouth have always been a, lo a low club um, so it's never really been that much of a an issue until they came to the Premier League and now obviously token local interest right it is yeah um, <laughs> actually there is another potential story which you might not even know yourself JB but I uh, almost could have ended up supporting Sheffield Wednesday which is <laughs> which is really left field um yeah and that's because i was uh, a goalkeeper as a young lad and i absolutely loved chris woods um who was sheffield wednesday keeper at the time so uh, it could have ended up being far worse but i ended up for some reason going for liverpool can't actually remember why but um Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. But yeah, I'm going to say it's a good choice. <laughs> yeah, really good choice. <laughs> Although not at the moment, lads, is it? Because Liverpool really are shit. Mm, I am a bit despairing. I love that. If your comparison is Sheffield Wednesday, it's it's okay. <laughs> I love that Paddy Power diagram where they showed you how to attack Liverpool, two centre halves miles apart, and a massive arrow <laughs> stick. Aim the here, <laughs> straight through the middle. I haven't, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that. Really good. No, I haven't. Paddy Power did come out with some good stuff. Hey, let me just tell you about something. That there's a there's someone I know that works for Paddy Power. I won't I won't tell you where, but um, he he works for Paddy Power. And I went or we went for dinner with them some time back. And um, he's normally he loves a drink. He's quite a good laugh. But he uh, he wasn't drinking. So I said, oh, why are you not drinking? You know, he came up with a few excuses. As it turned out, his wife had forbidden him from drinking for a month. And I wondered if you might be able to guess why she'd forbidden him from drinking for a month. Did he piss in the wardrobe? <sighs> no, he didn't piss in the wardrobe. It's a good guess. That is a good guess. We've, we've, all, come, we've all come close. It's a good guess. It's a strong <laughs> guess. It's a, it's a guess from experience. <laughs> I pissed in the wardrobe, I've got to be honest with you. <laughs> a few years back, though. Did he piss on the sofa? He did not piss on the sofa. Is pissing involved? It, what he did was outside the house, not not physically outside. It wasn't in a domestic setting. It was somewhere else. Did he come on to her mother? No, I, I think it's worse than coming on to her mother. Wow. Sister? Wow. No. <laughs> Father? Daughter? <laughs> Grandmother? 
Question mark? <laughs> you made a pass of now? <laughs> right, you're not drinking for a while, bro. <laughs> you need to chill out. <laughs> Shall I tell I you? I think you have to put that out of our misery, Mitch. Yes, please. He um he went out as people in that industry I think tend to do went out for a bit of a big night out, came home on the uh, on the train. No other industry, no other industries do that. No, but I think they like it a bit <laughs> more. Embellishes <laughs> oh, okay. the story slightly. Um, yeah, got <laughs> battered, got the train home, uh, fell asleep as you do, woke up, well, we... he shut himself. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, and got forbidden. From drinking for a month for shitting himself on a train. That reminds me. I, of... <laughs> I was going to say I used to fall asleep quite a lot. I used to go yeah. out quite a lot as well. I'm quite Regular. sad, and I don't know. Yeah, um, but I fell fell asleep once, and in order to wake me up to avoid me having to pay twenty five quid in a taxi home, Jane constantly phoned my phone uh, about ten minutes before I was due to arrive at the stop. The man opposite went into my pocket, took my phone, and had a full conversation with Jane. And she said, thank you very much. If you could just lift him up and throw him off at Troon, that would be great. Do well to lift you up, mate. Christ. He put the... <laughs> Some kind of hoist. <laughs> quite, quite fortunate that she happened, it happened to be Jeff Capes answering your phone for you. <laughs> the result. Or did the entire carriage get involved? <laughs> like when you see a cow being recovered from a stream. <laughs> Firemen, tractors, the fucking world. And, you... and yeah, the next thing I knew, I was I was waking up on the tarmac of Troon Station. How funny. Great. Well, since we're on the subject, I have a similar amusing fallen asleep on public transport story. <laughs> I lived in, New, lived in New York for a little while. <laughs> And we were, we, we, where we, the ridiculous thing is, where we were out drinking was literally only two subway stops from where I lived. Um, and I was obviously absolutely hammered. It was my mate JJ's leaving night before he was about to go back to the UK. And he's like, mate, just get into a cab, get into a cab. I'm like, no, I've got my seven day rail card. I'm going to fucking use it. <laughs> so I went down to the subway along. All I had to do was go two stops and get out. Ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so I, I wake up. Obviously, steaming, hungover, really confused. And all I can see, there's absolutely no one at all in the carriage, apart from a young mum and her little boy, who was all properly like dressed up, real smart, like a little, almost like a, like a page boy, like really, really smart. I was like, what are they doing? You know, and it was, I got on the tube at like four in the morning, half four or something. What are they doing at this time of night? In this part of town, this doesn't make sense. It was ridiculous. But we were in a tunnel, so I didn't know where we were. Anyway, it came into a tunnel, and I remember it like it was yesterday. Sutfin Boulevard. I'm like, I've never heard of Sutfin Boulevard. What's going on? Where am I? So I traced, I traced the subway line all the way down from where I'd got on in Manhattan, all the way to the end of the line, down, right down to Coney Island, which, by the way, is about an hour and a quarter. And I was like, it's not, it's not there. I checked it again. Traced it even slower all the way down. What? This doesn't make sense. And I checked. I was on the right track. Right. I'm on the. I'm on the F train. Okay. That. What's going on? So then I thought. Oh no. It's gone back again because it just goes back and forward. <laughs> so then. So then I traced it north from where I'd got on, all the way up, and I was right out at the tip of the line in Queens, and it was. It was about eight thirty in the morning, <laughs> and they were on their way to bloody Sunday school or church or whatever, 
And I shortly after realised that I had all my possessions taken from me. <laughs> so, wallet. I had a, a pager. At the most polite mugging yeah. in history. I had a pager at the time because it was... What Don't was make it? him up. 1999 or something. I had a pager. So, so I'd gone right through, you know, Brooklyn, all the way back out through Manhattan and all the way into Queens, probably twice. <laughs> and I just... I just thought it was so funny. I wasn't even remotely bothered that I'd been been mugged. I just sort of thought, I just imagined this like gang of brothers who found this white boy like stretched out across two seats. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagined that somewhere, somewhere there's got to be photos of these blokes with like their cocks draped on my face or something like that, <laughs> taking my wallet and my picture. <laughs> How many different groups of brothers do you think tried to mug you? Because oh. only... Only the first one was successful, where they wiped you of every one of your possessions. Yeah. But everyone else after that must have tried to mug you as well. I've been so. really pissed off when they found nothing in your pockets. Yeah. Oh, we're, we're too late, lads. <laughs> <laughs> but I literally giggled all my way all the way home. I just thought it was so funny. Did anybody anyway. draw on your face? Sadly, not, mate. That's that happened more 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 recent years back in London. That was more of a London thing. I thought that was the kind of thing that happened to you, Ross. Tennis any of your tales? It, yeah, it's, it's happened so many times. I, I can't even begin to start explaining just how many times it's happened. It even became a Facebook uh, event almost. People would just do it yeah. at any opportunity. Well, they, they still do, actually, but it hasn't happened for some time. Are you a particularly Thankfully. heavy sleeper, Roz? Oh, oh my God. Oh, I am, I am <laughs> one of the deepest sleepers ever. Yeah. Affirmative. Ever. Especially when pissed. Oh, actually, yeah, can maybe. I ask you this as well, Roz? When, sure. when you get up in the morning, do you faff mm. around as much as your brother? Oh, God, no. Oh, thank <laughs> no. Christ for that. Thank Christ for that. You can be ready to walk out the door, and he comes down flapping his bits around, just drying himself from the shower, and then they think, oh, we'll be ready to go in a minute, and before you know it, he's cooking no. eggs with bagels. <laughs> <laughs> and some hour and a half after, you get out the bloody door. I'll tell you what else I don't do. I don't shit with the door wide open. <laughs> Whilst playing a game on your phone. Yeah. All right, I think that's quite enough now. Let's move on to fantasy football, boys. We go back to <laughs> this is my fucking show. Don't come on it. <laughs> Who, whose show is it? Who technically came up with the concept? Because there's been a lot of, well, the last couple of weeks at least, there's lots of people saying that it's co-hosting or my show. So you know, I just wanted to know who, no one said my who show. really owns we the just, show. We just we just mocked Baker for saying that he was the star of the show. Because he's the co-star. <laughs> It was my it was my idea. It was my idea to put the show together, and I rallied uh, around. These two were very willing, and we've taken it from there. But it is very much a three way thing. You can imagine John in about forty minutes. Mum, you never guess what he did when he came on the show. He just took over. There was nothing about fantasy football. I've, I've, I even talked about my toilet habits, Mummy. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been impressed, well, amazed at the amount of time that JB's had over the years to heavily research every aspect of, of fantasy. So it wasn't in any way a surprise that he uh, revealed the Fantasy Noise podcast at the beginning of the season. Thank you for being so supportive as well, mate. That's right, mate. If you could uh, augment your support by fucking off to the bottom of the table quite quickly, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> I'm sure it will happen. I'm sure it will. Uh, the other side of the, of the international break, Ross, who have you got your eye on moving forward? Are you going to try and keep a stable team for a bit now you've done that? Well, I've been looking at the upcoming fixtures and I, th I think you, you've got to be looking to bring in a, a Chelsea uh, midfielder or a, or a Spurs midfielder. They've got a good string of, of games coming up. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I think it's, it's got to be yeah, potentially 
I'll bring Ericsson back in. Uh, I actually subbed him out uh, when I played my wild card because I couldn't really afford him. But given the, the mishap with Aguero, I've got 1.6 million, I think, in the bank, which would allow me to bring yep. Ericsson back in, uh, probably for Mkhitaryan. And given that United are playing Liverpool in the next game, um, and I'm a Liverpool fan. So I'm... Spurs there, mate. Yeah, that's, I think it's like the week after that. Spurs, yeah, Spurs have got Bournemouth and Liverpool. Yeah, so, but I, I, again, Spurs against Bournemouth, I think that's a, that's a solid solid game to bring another um, Spurs midfielder back in. So I'll, I'll probably be doing that. Oh, dang. I know. <laughs> <laughs> probably right, though. Can't argue yeah. with it. I was going to talk about the Burnley defence. I, mm. I was quite impressed. Very impressed. I was quite impressed. Everton didn't offer a great deal going forward, but they look pretty solid. That's three clean sheets in their last four now. I Granted, think... two of those have been a home to Palace and Huddersfield, but that's away to Liverpool and away to Everton. So, I think what helps bad. the defence and the case for the inclusion of a Burnley defender is that literally mm. all 11 of them defend. It really does help. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, it does. And in the second half, they showed... I think they showed great dexterity because they actually went went for Everton in the first half and then after half-time, they shut the back door and they were mm. quite happy to sit on that 1-0 lead and, and win the game and they saw it out quite comfortably, didn't they? Yeah, indeed. And the next and game is, uh, is up, they're at home against West Ham. So, I mean... Yeah, home to West Ham. They've got West Ham, Newcastle and Swansea, dare I say it, Steve, in the next three home games. God. Yeah, West Ham, mm. Newcastle, Swansea and they're, also, they're away at City but then also away at Saints, so... A case for the Burnley defence. Indeed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Going back to what you were saying, Ross, about uh, Ericsson, I think it could be time to ditch Deli Alley. What do you think on that? Uh, yeah, he's he's not really been producing the sort of performances he did last season for me so far. No, and quite I agree. And Ericsson usually comes good later on at the beginning of the season. So like months, months two, uh, first couple of months of the season last year and the season before that, he was a really slow starter, but then really picked up pace after that so I, I think mm. yeah I, I would like de- definitely think consider swapping him in for uh, for the boy Deli Ali if he's in your team and one of the reasons that we kept Deli Ali in was because he was banned from Europe Correct. Was that? yeah I think he's only got one of those left mm. if you haven't got silver it seems a, an obvious swap save yourself a million their next three home to Stoke home to Burnley away at West Brom Mm, it's a good run of fixtures. Load up on Man City players. Yeah, I think I think you're going to have to, aren't you? I'm just looking at some stats here on Deli Ali. He he needs to sharpen up compared to last season. So last season played 37 times and got 18 goals, so a goal every other game more or less. Uh, this season two goals in seven appearances, so he's nowhere near kind of hit his stride compared to last season. So yeah, for me it's time for him to go. I'm going to bring in Ericsson for Ali when I've when I've got another transfer available to me. Do you know who I've had my eye on in midfield? You said you could save a million if you swapped out Ali for silver. Mm-hmm. But Richarlison from Watford oh, yes. is only six point yeah, one he million. Is. He's now up to the forty point mark. He's looking like a super player. That's great. Well and Decore as well as another alternative that's similar. They're both having a great season, aren't they under silver? Yeah, five point three million for Decore. He's on 38, yeah. Looking really, really good. Right, boys, shall we say farewell to young Roz? It was wonderful to have you on, Roz. Keep well, Roz. Thanks, chaps. It's been a real pleasure. Very enjoyable to get you on. I wish I could say good luck for the rest of the season, but you (laughs) know I would not mean it. So, (laughs) Uh, no, on. seriously, all the best, and uh, we'll catch up with you too, mate. Thanks, chaps. Take care. Very nice to hear from my younger brother. Wonderful. I don't know how long he can sustain his current form. I'll give him a fortnight. 
He's ever so well, isn't he? It's such a surprise. Given where he's been in previous seasons, he's doing really mm. well. I do actually think that the advent of the podcast has helped to sustain his interest. Because he quite often just says, oh, it's all just pure luck, and he just gives up. So hopefully we're doing that for more people than just Ross. Well, I certainly hope so. Otherwise, we're wasting an awful lot of our time, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> certainly are. Um, getting back to our, what we're talking about, uh, is it time to ditch Deli mm. Alley? He is fourth on the top transfers out so far this game week. Um, behind Morata and Aguero, who are the top two. Uh, Firmino is third. Ali fourth. Mkhitaryan is fifth. People are bloody fickle, aren't they? They are fickle. Mkhitaryan is fifth. What's he ever done to anyone? Yeah. Don't Part tell me Fellaini. Just point. not scoring this game week, basically. Don't tell me Fellaini is now top of transfers in. Fellaini's not. He's fifth. Good God, people. That's what a brace will do for you. Where am I finding transfers in, please, John? On the home page of the desktop version oh, of the right. site. Okay. Got you. Status. Good. And De Bruyne, I see, has crept into the team of the week this week, Steve. So <laughs> your, uh, your, your claim of uh, him being outscored by Pascal Gross come the end of the season seems mm, in some doubt. I am still sticking with that. I think that Gross has got much more opportunity to score than De Bruyne. I know that was probably a really world-class finish against Chelsea. and It was. Deservedly so, winning the game with that sort of finish. But he's not going to get in that position every week. Gross is your man. I still think it's a bold claim and I'm challenging you with a season-long wager. I'll be happy to accept that wager, my friend. Okay. Should we call it a tenner? Let's do a tenner. I don't think I could do any more than that. <laughs> okay, That's great. Too generous. While we're on the subject of bets of the week, we didn't do one last week, so we should do two this week. Wayne, have you got a banana skin fixture for us? I have got a banana skin fixture for you. I, there's a couple I considered, but I think the one for me is Brighton mm -hmm. at home against Everton. I can see Everton, mm -hmm. who I think most people would expect to beat Brighton, losing to Brighton. And maybe mm -hmm. your man gross scoring got to come good sometime they've got my old friend Ilvi Sigurdsson so I will have that bet with you Mitchell oh. you're going to have that one Steve yes great okay £10 pounds, he's Mitchell. in for two yes note that down please bookmaker done put it in your little black book Steve it's in. right is there anything else to uh, talk about obviously we've got the international break so we're a couple of weeks away we can have a quick look at the Quick look at the first round of fixtures after the break. Liverpool United obviously jumps off the page. Not from a fa not for me from a fantasy perspective. I think I'd like to ask our listeners to get some emails and tweets into us so that we can consider mm -hmm. where their uh, where their thinking is after the international break. They've got two weeks and they won't be picking a side. You've got plenty of time on your hands, so do write in to. Maybe you should tell everyone, John, because I can't remember. It's very complicated. I don't know how I remember it. It's fantasyfootballnoise at gmail.com. Uh, and, twi and Twitter? I'm a bit disappointed it hasn't sunk into your head yet. Uh, and Twitter? At fantasy underscore noise still. Good. So I st still isn't part of the Twitter handle. It's just oh. my exasperation with you, that's all. Um, what tickled me last week, and this is, this is in relation to who Palace are playing next week, mm -hmm. that was when... Roy said after the game, our main objective is to not lose our next game 4-0. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was that was quite a low ball yes. ambition for a Premier League manager, but then I realised that they were playing Chelsea at home. So 
how many how many how are you gonna how are you gonna cash in on the Chelsea inevitable four or five nil victory? You cannot see anything but a clean sheet and many goals for Chelsea, can you? Exactly. You can't see it. Yeah, it seems very unlikely. And the Cherries uh, have the uh, task of keeping Harry Kane out at Wembley. Uh, I don't think they'll be up to that. <laughs> I was just saying, um, as I said to you off air, Steve, uh, Ake and Francis look very good against Vardy. He didn't get a look in, but they, but Leicester didn't look that great coming forward, to be honest. He didn't get a lot of help. So I think Harry Kane and co might prove a different challenge altogether. We yeah, will I see. think uh, Bournemouth probably probably shut Leicester down by making the pitch quite big and not giving that space to run in behind. Mm. So that's why they kept Vardy in their pocket, but mm. I don't care how how good you reckon they are. I don't think they're going to keep Kane down, even though it's at Wembley. Mm. Mm. OK, well, we will see. All right, guys. Well, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Thanks always to you too, Stephen Mitch. Thank you, mate. Thank you. And thanks, of course, to young Ross for joining us. The international break means that we'll be back with our next episode on Wednesday, October the 18th. And we'll have all the fallout from the Liverpool United game. We'll see if Palace can make it eight games with no points and no goals. And we'll also see if Wayne can abstain from burning through a boatload more points. <laughs> we love. I've already done it. Yeah, of course he has. We love to hear your questions and comments, as Wayne said. So please do feel free to get in touch. What's the address at Wayne? Uh, fantasyfootballnoise at gmail.com very good uh, if you're enjoying the show don't forget to spread the word and follow us on twitter at fantasy underscore noise bravo until then thanks for listening and have a great couple of weeks cheers cue the music cue the music